Bloomberg Behind the Scenes is brought to you by Interactive Brokers. Use an integrated investment account from Interactive Brokers to earn, borrow, spend, and invest globally from one account. Learn more at ibkr.com. From the Interactive Brokers Market Lounge, I'm Tom Keen, and joining me now is the author, the gentleman who has written a slim but necessary book, Ken Langone, I Love Capitalism, an American Story. Yes, Ken Langone, founder of The Home Depot, but far more uh, the surprising success of the hardcover edition of I Love Capitalism, now in time for beach reading in paperback edition. Were you surprised at the response of the book? Yeah, another gazillionaire comes sure. out with a book. Yeah. It's like, so what? Except this did really well. I shot, I shot. First of all, I'm a co-founder. We have three other people who have found us. Bernie Marcus, Arthur Blank, and Pat Farah. Uh, a week before the book came out, I woke up in the middle of the night and I shook my wife and I woke her up. I said, boy, did I do a dumb thing. She said, what do you mean? I said, I'm gonna look like a fool. Who the hell wants to read another how-to book? Exactly. Or how I did. And she said, well, it's too late to worry about it. We're gonna have to just see what happens. And the next day I went into my office and I told my assistant, Babe Goldman, same thing. I said, I'm gonna have egg all over my face. Turned out to be exactly the opposite. I mean, I, I think, you know, I'd rather be lucky than smart. The fact that socialism and capitalism has become a hot issue in America today. Right. I, I just pray to God that these people that think that quasi-socialism, or we'll call it whatever the hell they want, works, they ought to give themselves a free ride to Venezuela for right. one day and say, okay, is this what you want? Yeah, this is what I want to go at. You and I could talk for this 10 minutes right. of this Interactive Brokers podcast, and we could talk forever right. about any number of themes. We could talk about how you keep two-by-four right. straight. We could talk about right. your philanthropy. We talked about New York University right. earlier. Forget about it. Right. Let's talk about the politics of the time. You grew up in a World War II, post-World War II milieu of middle class with hope and dreams. Yes. The Socialist Democrats, the Democratic Socialists, represent a voice that's given up on the dream. Yes. How do we get the dream back? Let's start with that. By example. By being everybody being touched by it. The unemployment number this morning at 3.6 says everybody's getting a piece of the action. we got to make sure it's a party for everybody. we got to make sure. For example, Bernie, Arthur, and I and Pat never owned more than 20% of Home Depot. And guess what? It worked. We've got 3,000 kids that came to work for us in the parking lot at 18 years old, hourly people starting. Right. They're multimillionaires today. They know about capitalism better than I do. But the but the, the important point, and this goes to Vice President Biden trying to run for the middle ground. We just saw the liberal Democrats in the United Kingdom do better than good, mm -hmm. trying to find the middle ground. Mm -hmm. Away from the Republicans, how does a Democratic Party find Hubert Humphrey, find Scoop Jackson, and the other voices of a middle ground from a time gone by? Was Hubert Humphrey, Humphrey middle ground? I don't think he was. Well, that's a Langone definition. If he wasn't a middle ground, if he was more to the left He was the more time, middle ground than where we ought to. Look, everybody's trying to top everybody else. These 21 people that are running for president from the, Repub from the Democratic Party, right. they're all trying, oh, I'll give you that. Oh, I'll give you more. I'll give you more. I'll give you. Uh, let me say this. I was shocked. I was shocked at Joe Biden's analysis of China in the next 20 years. The biggest single competitor we're going to have, forget about challenge or mm -hmm. risk, call it whatever you want. China has said it very loud and clear that in the next 25 years, their goal is to be the largest economy in the world. One of the things that made America what it is 
with this tremendously dynamic economy we've had that's grown dramatically over the last 200 years. How do we find a middle ground again? I mean, Joe Biden's got to struggle with 19 other candidates. Far to the left would be a perception of so many Americans. He's trying to establish a middle ground. And the lesson here was a movie actor from California who said, "Okay, I'll run a little bit right Republican. And then Ronald Reagan ran to the middle to get elected. Can we do that anymore? Yeah, Nixon said it 50 years ago. You get to your extreme early on, and you get your butt to the Can center. we do that in 2020? You're going to have to, because you don't want the American people are in the middle. They're, lo- they're a little bit to the right of the middle. Watching, let me tell you what's going on in America today. This is funny. The issue today is to go after Trump. This whole, all this, we have serious issues with infrastructure. We have serious issues with immigration. We have serious issues with health care. These are the issues that mm-hmm. our elected officials should be addressing. Instead, they're trying to beat up on, now they're getting the attorney. This is, this is comedy. This is comedy. I have spoken to the management of New York University. You have been hugely generous within your uh, wealth to, to make the place go. They have to balance the books every year. The government has built up fiscal deficits. The twin deficit expands back to Reagan levels. Ken Langone on the burgeoning debt and deficit. It's going to bite us one day, bad. Pete Peterson said it forever, and it never did. Well, I don't know when it's going to happen. I'm not smart enough to know. I can guarantee you that at some point in the future, this enormous debt we're laying on our young people. They're the people that are going to get stuck paying the bill. Not me. I'll be gone. There's generational. What the hell am I doing getting Social Security? Now here, my wife and I just gave this very significant gift to NYU. Meanwhile, every month the government sends me a check for $2,800 and my wife a check for What do you 11. do with it? I give it to charity. There's a program at Home Depot for challenged people called Ken's Crew. I won't even cash it. I endorse the check itself, Mm -hmm. and I send it to Ken's crew and let them cash it. Within the debt and the deficit, to get back to the politics Mm -hmm. of the moment, people of all political flavors are acutely aware of within the book, I Love Capitalism. There's that photo in the book of you under the tree with your older brother. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was basic on Long Island, wasn't it? It was, look, it was, a, it was, it was basic. Mom had to go to work in the school cafeteria for three or four hours a day. Then what's different now with the liberal Democrats who have the same working energy, the same thirst to do better, but everyone is so angry? Let me tell you the biggest price people are going to pay for the welfare state. Over time, it'll happen. A lack of self-respect. One of the greatest good feelings I have is to look at the pictures in that book and realize, hey, that's where I came from. The picture, the, the, the caricature on the cover of the book, the only difference about that picture, we didn't use long handle shovels, we used short shovels. With the little wooden thing. With I the like wooden handle. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, want, they felt that yeah. aesthetically having it that way. But the point is, I look back at my life and I say, oh my God, my dad went to the eighth grade, my mom went to the seventh mm-hmm. grade, and look at me, I'm being interviewed on Bloomberg Radio now. Hey, how did that happen? It happened because, thank God, my grandparents came to America. And I've been able to live the American dream. Within, Don't kill it. Don't destroy it for other people. Are we killing it now in the sense of the fractious politics of 2016? No, no. Look, look. We come out, Ken, we had two candidates who both went against the TPP trade agreement with Asia, which Home Depot directly is affected by. Right. So Both candidates went against it. Well, 
guess what? Then make it better. Perot in 1992, remember the giant sucking sound from mm-hmm. Mexico? Yeah. He talked about NAFTA before it was enacted, and he said, fix it. Okay. I want you to give China, advice. I, China. I, I will hope that President Trump, uh, a, a good friend of yours, will listen to this. What does President Trump need to turn around in the next months and even years to establish a better discourse, a greater civility with Washington? Look, he is what he is. For whatever reason, maybe because he is what he is, he's getting done what he's getting done. Okay, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe utopia would be be nice and sweet, like like George H. W. Bush was. Bush was, but get the results you're getting, Mr. President. Okay, that may not be in the cards. It may may be necessary for him to be what he is. Look, I'm not going to tell him what he should do for one reason. What he's doing is working. It's working big time. Look at the numbers. Look at China. We're, we're, we're closer to a deal with China now than we've ever been in 40 years. Look at the, he fixed Mexico and, and Canada. People don't want to hear about this because you compliment him. You can't say don't vote for him. Do we risk losing our discourse and civility in society even as we get economic and financial things done? Hold on. What came first? Trump or the lack of civility? That's a fair question. That's uh, a fair see, I, I happen to believe. That's a fair I happen response. to believe that a lot of what this behavior came before Trump. And I would I would even suggest that Secretary Clinton would say the same thing that there was a lot of challenges before Absolutely. President Trump. So what are what are the moderate I want to know what the moderates need to do. We're we're doing this, folks, this wonderful podcast. And again, thank you to Interactive Brokers. We're doing this important podcast on a day where the liberal Democrats, the middle ground of the United Kingdom, talk about a fractured group. Right. They take the middle ground. Where's the middle ground right now? Secretary Clinton tried to be that. She got crushed. Where's the middle ground, the middle ground in American politics? Is what Nixon called the silent majority. And they're that, there. Right. They're going to work. They're feeding their kids. They're paying their mortgages off. They're going to Home Depot and buying supplies to fix their homes. Who's up. going to speak to them? The Republicans or Democrats? Both. Both are, and it's going to be these people who are going to decide which way is the right way for the country. The problem I have with what's going on in America today. Please. Don't like Trump if you don't want to, but respect the fact that the American people, through a very specific process, Mm -hmm. decided they wanted him to be their president. Respect the office. And the final time, Ken Lone, that we got, and this is not an I Love Capitalism, folks, and this is a completely selfish question for all of us here in New York. We're taping this at 59th Street in Lexington. Ken remembers when we have a Home Depot store in this building. Oh, you do, do you? Yes, we do. Folks, let me translate Mr. Langone's enthusiasm. Sometimes when we're in radio and TV, we can hear somebody trying out a Makita drill or whatever in aisle 42 at Home Depot just below this. I want to ask a completely selfish question. It's not in your book. I don't care about your zillions. I don't care about your philanthropy. I I want you to fix the traffic in New York City. What would you do to fix this ungodly mess? We've got this fee below this street, this, this, the other thing. Start with an Umea. Where it begins is the guy that's got his hands on the throttle. We need also to have accountability on the part of paid employees of different departments. We've got one of the greatest police departments in the world in this city, and it doesn't get the proper respect it deserves. 
I, every time I see a cop, I'm a little wacky. I go over mm-hmm. to them out of the blue, and I just say thank you, and I keep walking. How are you going to do this in the fractious politics of New York, where there are, I believe, 12 Republicans on the Upper West Side, and they blow out to 17 Republicans on the Upper East Side? The voters have to decide when they've had enough. Maybe they haven't had enough have yet. Have we had enough on the traffic here? I mean, you know what it Maybe takes to not. get, Maybe to get not. from the Home Depot here down to the one on 23rd oh, Street, wherever it is. Yesterday. you got to, you got to book a plane ticket in a hotel. Yesterday, it took me 35 minutes to get from this building to NYU Medical Center. Okay, Ken Lang going with us. This has been absolutely wonderful. And, of course, we didn't have time here to go into his uh, philanthropic efforts with New York University, but we're thrilled he's with us. It's in celebration of I Love Capitalism, an American story. It's out in paperback, and it really should be thrown at every smart-mouth kid this summer and say, shut up and read this about another time and place in America. This has been Bloomberg Behind the Scenes from the Interactive Brokers Market Lounge. Behind the Scenes was brought to you by... Interactive Brokers. Interactive Brokers constantly strives to innovate, to create technology, to automate your trading experience with their advanced trading tools. Learn how Interactive Brokers helps lower your costs to maximize your returns. Do that at IBKR.com. I'm Tom Keen, and this is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.